Hello, my pop culture junkies, and we are back for another episode of the must listen all the time pop culture podcast, Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. And I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture I'm here, you guys. This is exciting. Again, everybody who listens, listens to me about the process of making this pod. And I have made a dream list of my guests. And I made this list well over a year ago of sort of like the top people in my life that I would want on the podcast. And I'm very, very, very lucky that we are just knocking them off the list one by one. And when I asked this person to be on my pod, I was so nervous because I I just didn't know what she was going to say. I didn't know she was going to have the time. She's an incredibly busy woman. But to my delight and hopefully to everyone listening, she said yes. And I have the really most influential person in my life in so many ways, Nichelle Hines, who is, I mean, as asking to describe her yesterday, I was like, how can I describe you? She is a actress. She is an activist. She is an influencer. She is a fitness uh, extraordinaire. She told me, what did you say, Nichelle? I just said human. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I Just said, I'm not, I'm not even sure if niche is human, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. That's not even a factor I'm really sure is, is correct. And if you're OK with this, I would like to say my favorite story of us, you and me. Do it. I don't know what you're going to say. Just say it. I'm excited. I think this sort of uh, it, it, it suggests to the audience that you might not, in fact, be human and you might, in fact, be <laughs> supernatural. So... <laughs> Guys, picture this. Picture, I feel like Sophia and Golden Girls. Picture this. Sicily, 1928. <laughs> oh, but, now I know what story you're going to tell. <laughs> this was weird. Picture this. Tuscany, 2021. <laughs> the summer. I am on a beautiful trip with some friends. Uh, I referenced this trip last week. And I it was on my last full day there. And... Um, Nichelle has been my fitness sort of guru. She helped me get fit when I first moved to Los Angeles. She also really helped me figure out my diet when I had my heart surgery and all of that. She helped me get back in action on my my nutrition and all of that. She's just been incredible. So fast forward to I'm in Italy. I am poolside getting ready to go on a hike. It is incredibly <laughs> hot. I My friends are there offer me pizza and and wine. And I said, no, 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 I'm going on a hike. And I always, when I'm offered bad choices, think about Nichelle. She's in my head. And I can imagine like, what would Nichelle say? So I go off on this hike. It's 105 degrees. I stupidly did not bring a bottle of water. I have no idea. I went into the (laughs) deep woods of Tuscany um, and only to say, you know, I'm probably going to die out here. And I turned around and came back. I was beat red. I was sweating profusely. I was so hot. My friends at the pool were like, immediately, immediately, here you go. Here is a jug of rosé. Very similar, very similar to the amount of wine I'm drinking right now. And a, and a pizza. And it was like pizza. And I was like, 
I literally said to them, oh, if only Nichelle could see me now, I am, I'm literally hoovering pizza into my mouth and guzzling rosé if it was like a bottle of like chilled water. And all of a sudden, I'm not even joking, you guys, you can't make this up. This is a very <laughs> private, very, very remote resort. It was only the people at the party there at this moment in time, except people are just starting to come in. All of a sudden, I hear this laugh. And I'm like, well, that really, that's so weird. I just said Nichelle's name and it sounds like Nichelle. I turn around and <laughs> my friend from Los Angeles is sitting on a pool table chair lounger with this gorgeous outfit flowing black and white polka dots and this whole thing. And she looks at me and she's like, what the fuck? And I, so true. And I then said, I put the pizza down and I just, I didn't, I go, I'm so sorry because I thought she, like my brain wasn't rationally understanding what happened. And I thought you were there to yell at me for the rosé and pizza that were in my mouth. But right. we found ourselves. Whoa, 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 whoa. Should we say like the friends that you were with? It, these weren't like regular friends. <laughs> I did reference one of them last week. So it was, okay. uh, we we'll, referenced we'll leave it at that. Well, actually it's a perfect segue, um, into what we're going to talk about. So it is speaking of Nichelle, not being human, superhuman, supernatural. She was there to chastise me for drinking wine and pizza. In fact, in the, quite the opposite. She, she embarked on the wine and pizza with hundred percent as a nice segue. We're going to talk about Elon and Twitter. See what I did there? Yeah, it just... It just all fit. Let's, Let's just say all of the things I just mentioned were also in Italy, too. So Elon and Twitter. Now, Nichelle, give the audience a little bit about what you do, who you are, and do you use social media? As far as Twitter, I definitely am lacking. I do read Twitter. I definitely follow you on Twitter and get a lot of my news from you on Twitter. But yes, social media, I, I'm, I would consider myself an accidental influencer because I feel like the real influencers, it's like a career. Like I've been on trips with some of these very nice people, but it is like the tripods there every moment of their lives, they're setting up a shot. And for me, I became an influencer really as a result of Cycle House, of having a cycling studio. You were the co-founder of a cycling studio that was incredibly popular in Los Angeles right. pre-pandemic. As a result of that is how I sort of began to have a presence on Instagram. We did a show which shall rename Nameless. We did a reality show and all of those things. And the result of like the people who went there, I sort of became an accidental influencer. But I, I like to think of my brand of influencing as authentic fluencing, right? Because I think a lot of people, when that's their career unto no fault of their own, every moment of their life show, shows up on camera. And they're also promoting products kind of based on the highest bidder. And I'm lucky enough, I consider myself incredibly lucky in forms of the influencing where I only work with brands that I like because I do other things, because I have clients, because I teach, because I'm an actor, I have the freedom of saying no. So I feel like my influencing and my use of social media I feel very lucky because it's real. Anything that I put on my Instagram and say that I like, I actually like it and I use it. And what is your Instagram handle? It's at Nichelle, right? Yeah, it's just Nichelle. That's right. Like Brooke. 
Just like just, we're, just like Brooke or Potato, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a yeah. few people that we might know. I will say your Instagram to me just is nothing but authentic to me, and and I I say that knowing you, and I know a lot of influencers, and I love them, but I can tell when they're being themselves and when they're being on for certain you know brands or engagements or whatnot. And you'll tell me, oh my God, I'm going on this trip with my friends, I'm doing this, and it does turn out to be for a brand, but you really were talking about how excited you were to do this trip. You weren't looking at it as work. It wasn't something. So I find that really interesting. And it's going to be really interesting when you really skyrocket to fame in your, the movie that is going to come out where you are one of the stars. And can I say whose daughter you're playing? (laughs) I'm not a star. I have a, I have a small part, small pivotal role. Right. Exactly. (laughs) The heart of the film, really. Can I say who your who's your dad? Daddy? You can say who's my daddy in this film. <laughs> did you say did you say Morgan Freeman, may I call you daddy? <laughs> no, I called him God, actually. I, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I mean truly right, he he played God and he is God, I think. Right. Okay. Listen, okay. For for somebody like me, it, all of these experiences that I've had, every single one of them, from from meeting you to work, who I consider a light in my life personally, to having you, the people that I got to meet at Cycle House, to having the opportunity to circle back into my true passion, which is a career as an actor, I have been unbelievably blessed in my life. And to have that experience and to have that opportunity to meet someone like Morgan Freeman, let alone have him play my father, I would say that that would be bucket list for almost anyone if they were given that opportunity. And I look at my life and what's happened and everything in it as I'm just a spectator on this ride that has been incredibly amazing and different running into you at Tuscany, getting to meet the people that I met, even with you, like how my life has lined up and the most important being a poker shark, being a poker shark (laughs) in the back of of an incredibly gorgeous villa in Tuscany at two o'clock in the morning with the people that I was with. And then to meet them again at your, uh, can I mention your like Molly's game that you, that you hosted in Beverly Hills and they're all like, Hey, Nichelle. And I'm like, yeah, it all comes full circle. Well, I want to yeah. get back to, I do want to get back to, cause we, I could sit here and talk about that all day, but you are a light in my life and one who I really had just the, have the most fun working out with because we get to talk about all these things. And I'm just curious, since you're not in tech and you're in a different world, did the right. Elon Twitter thing come up in your world at all? Yes. So when Elon was taking over, it really was fascinating to me. And I would love to get your spin on it as someone in tech. We're like, oh, he was a board member. Oh, he's not a board member. It's a big yeah. deal that he's no longer a board member. And oh, he's not a board member. So he can say Twitter sucks sometimes, or he's not a board member so that he can use his voice is what I heard. Now, I would love your expertise on this because I'm just telling you what I read in like articles and we saved your opinion of this for us doing this pod. But I do think that it's very interesting because does it mean that certain people who have been booted are coming back? Like, what is the line? What is free speech? And what are we fighting for? And what does it mean to have him in that? Yeah, well, I think you hit, I mean, that it's an incredible thing because I think we sometimes certainly in the tech world get a bit myopic into things and we forget what isn't relevant to the rest of the world. But I think this is one of those cases that it's like, 
you know, I'm not a business reporter. I'm not a writer. I'm not a business writer, but I work in tech and I work in business. So I have a very astute sort of eye for this, but to see other people and I call them the normals, the people outside of tech being like, what the fuck just happened? And so for those of you in case, in case you've been living under a rock last week, it was announced and we talked about it on the pod that Elon had become the biggest shareholder of Twitter, uh, unbeknownst to probably Twitter, certainly maybe not at that moment he announced it. I'm sure they were aware, but he spent $2 billion uh, for 9% of the company. And then there was all of that noise on socials and everyone freaked out. And then Elon, who has been very Wait, active. And the other thing that I wanted to say, and I want you to comment on too, he spent money, not Doge or Bitcoin. He actually Correct. spent Real dollars, exactly. Money. Real, U- which real U.S. Which demonstrates its value to him. Or not value, but yeah, that, you know, who knows? But he was fighting for the fact that people should be able to use this um, paid part of Twitter that I pay for called Twitter Blue, which I think is $2 a month. And one of the things that Elon, while he was in the midst of being considered a board member, suggested was that you should be able to pay those $2 a month with Dogecoin, which is another conversation entirely. But, but the fact of the matter is, everybody was wondering, what does this mean when he's the majority shareholder? Is he going to make demands like, Donald Trump coming back, things like that. And then next thing we know, the CEO of Twitter announces on Twitter last week that Elon has now joined the board and they welcome him and his fresh perspective and da, 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 da. It's a two part tweet. Go back into his and his Twitter and see it. He only says like, we welcome him to the board. He does not say anything else. Okay. And that's important. So then we have a week of dialogue. What does this mean? What's it going to look like? They incidentally put him on the website on the IR site for <laughs> twitter.com under I read that on medium.com I read it on, <laughs> on, on the Culture new- Mondays because I read it so he was listed as a board member. Now, I come from a communications background, Michelle. So any company I work with, when they're announcing a board member and we're going to announce it, whether we do a press release or we give it to a reporter, we know how many steps they have to take to get there. And those steps require from lawyers, legal stuff, approvals. It's a lot of steps. You don't just say, you're on the board and then you're on the board. There's a a whole list of things. So one would have imagined before the CEO had announced that he was on the board, that Elon had joined the board, that all of those hoops had been sort of jumped through or I's had been dotted, T's have been crossed. So imagine the shock and awe at Sunday night at about like 8.15 PM Pacific, when all of a sudden the CEO of Twitter announces that actually, sorry, never mind, um, Elon pending a background check, which was such weird. Which is so weird. Are you saying that Elon's a criminal and you have to like figure it out? But he also said, as we, as we announced that it was pending a, a background check, no, you didn't. No, you fucking didn't. You never said in that two part tweet that we're in the process of seeing if Elon can join the board pending up like, okay, that would have made sense. But no, it was Elon's on the board. Yay. Elon's on the board. He's on our website. Da, 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 da. Then all of a sudden you say you try to backtrack and then you try to what I call a red herring in this one throw out for sure saying, you know, oh, in a background check. So you're going to get everybody like falling down that rabbit hole. Like, what could it be now? 
guess what? A couple things happened. One, Elon then tweeted, but that has since been deleted, but he tweeted a funny, you know, emoji of just the hand over the mouth, uh, smiley face. Yes. And then yes. I went, I saw somebody tweet about the fact that he was still listed on the website as a board member. I went and checked it out. He was still listed on the website as of 1114 PM Pacific time on Sunday night. Now it was gone by the morning. I went to bed. I took a gummy and was like, I'm fucking out. <laughs> I have to write the newsletter Monday morning. So I don't know when it was, but that signals that comms didn't know. Marketing didn't know. Website guys didn't know. Nobody knew this all happened really quickly. And there's a lot of guesses as to why one would imagine it had something to do more with Elon's choice. That being, uh, he did not want to be limited to how much stock he could buy in Twitter. Um, he did not want to be told what he could or couldn't say about Twitter. I was really looking forward to like live, live tweets of the board meetings, but what do I know? But Twitter <laughs> did what they, what they tried to do is deflect and make it look like it must be something in his background check. And who knows, maybe it is, but I mean, I don't know what could be in his background check that isn't available because he lives pretty transparently. Right. To be perfectly honest. So from his experiences with Amber Heard, who's in the news today as well with her trial with Johnny Depp, which I also find weird. What happened today? OK, so fast forward. This is all part of pop culture. As many of you, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're obsessed with pop culture. I grew up one of the men in my life that I had posters on my wall from the time I was 12 years old was Johnny Depp. I love Johnny oh, Depp. Yeah. Perhaps, probably the type of man I fall for, uh, which is like red flag, red flag, red flag in the best of ways. I, I mean, love red flags. But uh, Johnny Depp inspired <laughs> musician, tattoos, little scruffy, you know, d dabbles in substances. You know, these are it's like a dream guy for me. <laughs> And he got involved with a co-star, Amber Heard, of a, of a film, and um, they had a fast and ferocious uh, relationship. Tumultuous. Tumultuous. Crazy. That then led to marriage, uh, sweet marriage, and um, then, um, and they had lots of dramas. If you remember, they went to Australia and got busted sneaking the dogs into Australia, and uh, yeah, all of that. Then he, like, lost a finger, which he claimed was an accident, and anyway, long story short, there was domestic abuse allegations on both sides. There was arrests. There were charges, I guess, that were, not, I don't know if there were criminal charges. I think it's all been civil. But then there were also videos released during that time of Elon popping up to their condo with Amber arm in arm when Johnny was out of town or not when, when they were still technically married and the news had not come out yet of them being separated. So then it came out that Elon and Amber were a couple once she ended it with Johnny. And also Amber dated women a lot before that as yes, well. Yes, correct. I, you know, listen, I, I have no idea. I, only the two of them really know what happened. However, today more and more of TikToks are coming out with the video, with audio of Johnny and Amber that was recorded and that's coming out now in the trial today that started in D.C. or in Virginia because Amber had written an op-ed for the Washington Post, which incidentally is owned by Jeff Bezos, who incidentally right. is nemesis of Elon Musk's. So it's all full mm -hmm. circle. Amber wrote an op-ed about domestic abuse and how she was the victim of domestic abuse, which obviously she never mentioned Johnny's name, but 
obviously was about him. Johnny then lost his gig in the Pirates of the Caribbean. So he's suing the Washington Post and I guess her for damages. This trial is being televised, which I think is outrageous, to be honest. It's like a shit show. And they are both there. And it is pretty gruesome what is coming out. But what is interesting is that TikToks, at least the TikToks I'm being served, but I I throw a lot of things into algorithms to throw it off. So your For You page is all over the place. All over the place. And my, my For You page is delivering me lots and lots and lots of support for Johnny and lots of negative stuff towards Amber. But in that are the audio and you can't deny audio. They have recorded audio and the audio is clearly of Johnny saying, we can't have violence. You can't continue doing this. And she says, I can't promise promise that. And trust me, if this goes out in public, who's going to believe you, Johnny Depp, poor Johnny Depp was a victim of domestic abuse. Look at, please tell people that it was a fair fight and see what the, see what the jury and judge think. Tell the world, Johnny, tell them Johnny Depp. I, Johnny Depp, I'm a victim too of domestic violence. And yes. I, you know, it's a fair fight. And see how many people believe or side with you crazy. So Elon is mentioned as a witness, um, or is, but he can't, I don't, nobody believes he's actually going to show up as a witness. He's not because he's not a Virginia resident. He's not required to show up. He's not compelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. And there's a lot of print there, you know, she's banking. The, the fact is the fact is the fact she was awarded millions of dollars, which she promised she was donating. She said she had no use for the money. She was going to donate it to organizations for domestic violence and the abuse of women and whatnot. And it has come out that she did not make those donations. She only donated a a couple hundred thousand dollars to each as opposed to the entire seven million. Uh, So that's going to play a big part of it. And I think there's one half of the world that's that's seeing her as a victim and the other half that's painting her as a manipulative sort of uh, vindictive predator the tapes the words out of her mouth are not very helpful no and then they've also come out i mean i thought it was an interesting um strategy for the lawyer the lawyer came out for johnny right in the opening statement saying this is a person who struggled with substance abuse he says things and says uses words that you or i would never use and he uses them regularly because I think he uses the C word on the audio quite a bit and things like that. Mm -hmm. So he just sort of like leans into the stuff that would make a jury sort of question and just said, of course, you're going to hear all of this. But what is what is the case is that he's a loving family man. There's no history of abuse here and there's audio. So we'll see what happens. It's very interesting for a man in his 50s to suddenly who has zero history of any sort of abuse. I am not saying I know. It's funny. I know. Right? We can't say. We can't oh, say what know. we think. I know. I, I find it to be really interesting. And But we have all of this audio of her taunting him, it sounds like, and saying, because of who you are and because of who I am, sort of what I say goes. And that's, and that's scary. And yeah. That's- I'm going to get sued here. I have no idea if this is the case. <laughs> but you and I have encountered, there's a lot of uh, pressures on people in the spotlight, men and women, but certainly women to stay a certain 
physique. And in order to do that, I would yes. say the things that I've seen them, and you see that with a lot, have been prescribed drugs, whether it's uh, oh, yeah. Adderall or others, but like uh-huh. Dexy and Adderall and all of these prescription drugs that are given for people who have, you know, whether it's ADD or whatnot, but generally people get their hands on them as appetite suppressants because you do not eat when you're on speed. You do not have an appetite. The negative of it, and I've seen this firsthand with people in my life and myself back in the day when I was part of that group of like, what can we do to stay skinny, is the rage that comes with it. And rage is real. Mm. And it, it, it's like a roid rage. And you see it oh, across wow. yeah. the board with these you know, young women who have been prescribed these drugs. Now, I'm not saying this is Amber. I have no idea. But I will say the only time I've seen rage like that has been from women who have been on these drugs to stay skinny and just have no control over their anger and they lash out. And so that's my hypothesis. You know, maybe the two of them together brought the worst of each other out. I have no idea. We've definitely seen before. We've definitely seen that before. I think that relationships are so complicated and to have to air them out in this way and tapes and all of these things. That said, if someone in this situation is a monster and should be prosecuted, I am 100% down for that. On each side. I mean, if she's a victim and and that is tragic and and if he's a victim, that is tragic, but it sets it sets so many of us back so far when you see this sort of he said, she said, and uh, lies, 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 and manipulation of media and the manipulation right. of so much on both sides. Right. And it's a circus. And it's sort of like, I, you know, it's going to prevent women from coming forward. It's going to prevent men. I mean, you know, men can be abused too. So I don't know, but I do want to, I, okay, go on. Cause then I want to go into something fun. Okay, I just want to say like this idea of groupthink, right? So even if we take it back to the Will Smith situation, for me, because you were saying the thing about women, right? Sets women back. And that was my thing with the Will Smith thing. He's judged as a black man. And as a black woman, the first thing that I think is this black man has now, what has he done to black people? What has he fed into? And the conversations that I was having, all the things like, this group think right because that's what happens you think as a group we think of ourselves as women and if a woman says something that isn't true what does that reflect on women and will women not be believed as a black woman as a woman of color when those antics happen on the oscar stage you think okay so for now for black people how far have we been set back because america's black sweetheart and we can say whatever we want but will smith especially through the 2000s was the world's black sweetheart. What I said to someone I was having a conversation with who, uh, I was like, what you don't understand is a lot of people have never seen a black person in the flesh, but they've seen a Will Smith movie. He is their barometer of what black people are. So when something like that happens from your standard of what black people are and the way that people react and how they think about black people as a whole, because he is their representation of black people as a whole, is for me the biggest reason why what happened was problematic. Moving on. No, and I I love that. When the slap first happened and I realized it was real and I just assumed everybody saw it the way I did. And then I realized other people had different perspectives. Other other friends of mine, male, female, black, white, just everybody had a different 
perspective. You were one of the people that I listened to before writing because it was important for me to hear other people's takes. And you had such that take was so valuable. And you then sent me the captain's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, thank you. I only now know him as the Mm -hmm. captain because of winning time (laughs) on HBO Max. Uh, And I love that show. But you sent me his post about why this was bad. And you were like, this is it. And I was so grateful for you sending that to me. I got to see it really before most of the world saw it. And I really learned a lot from it. So I'm, I was really grateful to that, to you for that. Right back at you. Okay. But let's move on to fun stuff. Let's do it. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone, literally nobody that I've talked to today, like, and I put it out on Twitter. What do you guys want me to talk about in the pod? I will tell you the responses that I got from like, I got DMs. I got a couple of ads, but I got some DMs. Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna on the cover of Vogue. redefining pregnancy she is taking it as this thing to be feared and this and i love the videos that are accompanying it too how she always hears all these horror stories and that she's actually having a good time with it and she's just trying to have her experience with it i love robin i think that she rihanna i think that she is (laughs) incredible i think that she is talented and this is i had the absolute pleasure of meeting her a couple of Sundays ago. Amazing. Tell me everything right now. I want to preface this story with I I had had a few drinks. <laughs> so my already blunt nature was on full display. You are fitness focused. You're you're just the most fit woman I've ever met in my life. What is your drink? <laughs> oh, do you know what my favorite is? A bathhouse? Is that gin in it's there? A, it's, a, it's a margarita. Oh, okay. And it has a tahine rim. Hot. It's a spicy margarita with a tahine rim, and I tell them to do it with a little bit less sugar. It is unbeatable, and the bungalows makes the best one that I've had. Amazing. So go back. So you were drinking, you had had a few of these bathhouses. I'd had a few. And I walked up to her, and I was like, hey. She was talking to my friend, and I was like, may I touch your belly? (laughs) She was like, do what you got to do in her cute little accent. Oh, my God. Her Bayesian accent. Mm-hmm. I've learned because I my oh, parents had a house. Bayesian. Yes. My parents had a home in Barbados and it's not. Wow, used that to be- sounds so poor, Brooke. But keep going. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That sounds really bad. But I love I'm a, <laughs> No, it's great. I'm a Caribbean queen. Like I grew up in, believe it or not, between between the East Coast and Puerto Rico. The Caribbean was my is my heart and soul. Yes, I know where you go. Golden uh, where, eye, I know golden where you go. golden, golden eye, golden eye, golden eye, golden eye, golden eye. But I wish we could have an anonymous gossip episode where you and I could go through yeah, all of our crazy experiences. David, like, David, the producer, note note to Sal's. We have to do one down the road. OK, we OK. Do. But anyways, in her sweet Bayesian accent. And I was like, I know what you're having. And she's like, oh, do you? I can't believe I said that. But I was like, but I know what you're having. But did you know or was you just trying to like 
strike up a conversation. No, I feel, I genuinely feel like I know. That's why it became, because she knew that I wasn't like. Don't disclose it here because we don't, we don't want to break news about the sex of Rihanna's baby. Well, no, she, she, she did not tell me whether I was correct or not. So I could still be wrong. So I have no idea whether or not it was correct. And she's like, so what do you think it is? So I said, what, do you want me to say what I thought? She did not confirm. Okay. Yes, of course. No cause, then we, Cause now we have evidence. Yeah. If you are in fact a psychic moving forward. Yes. What did I you told say? her she was having a girl. I said, you're having a girl. And she's like, Oh, why do you think that? And I said, there's an energy to you. There's a piece to you. And I said, it only makes sense that you would have a female child first. I said, everything about your aura, everything that you're giving me right now leads me to believe that the child inside of you is a female. And then I might have kissed her belly. She thought it was crazy and she loved it. (laughs) But she loved, you know, when you meet people and you're just like, we're friends. I know we haven't met, we're friends. Like there was no formal introduction. We just launched, we skipped all those steps. We were in it. It was just two black women vibing and she was super sweet and she laughed at me. You have a great energy. Had it been me and I I started kissing her belly, she would have had me arrested (laughs) and I'd still be in a mental hospital. I was like... (laughs) Like pleading my innocence. Yeah, you killed it. It looks like Bella's getting hungry. So we'll have to do it again. I mean, there's Kim K and Pete. We scratched the surface. Oh, Kim K and Pete. But can you tell me, how do do you feel about Kim K and Pete? Pete Davidson is not my guy, but I love it. I think he's adorable. I think that. Which is interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to back up. He's not your guy. Tattoos, damage. I get it. I've I've evolved. I think I've evolved. Oh. I've evolved. 20 years ago, Brooke. Oh, 20, 10 years ago, Brooke. Five years ago, Brooke. He would have definitely this been my guy. I'm very, what he's been able to close over the, the last three years. Incredible. However, what I do love is the age gap. And oh. as a, as a woman, I'm in it. as a, as a 47 year old woman mm-hmm. who is dating, I'm like, Oh girl, what you're doing is a gift to all of us. So I'm just all putting it out there. Like you 32 year old boys, like hey. hit me up on Twitter. Me too. She's normalizing it. She's fucking normalizing. <laughs> and you know what else he did? Did you know, did you see where he said he got a brand? Cause he has tattoos. So he's like the tattoos yeah. have no meaning. So he got Kim branded on him. that a tattoo doesn't really have meaning because I have other women's names on me. Just so you know what you mean to me, baby, I'm going to get a brand. It's crazy, but also, yes, please, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. There was a a dalliance I had many moons ago. Not that many, but uh, I know about that dalliance. On my 40th birthday <laughs> with a with a with a an artist, a this young, is for the super secret episode. <laughs> a much younger, much younger artist. Um, How do we beautiful. do more of that? How do we do I know, that? I know. That's going to be for my book. But he had his um, he had his mother's lips tattooed on his torso. And I will say that I would be much more into a guy who had Kim Kardashian branded on him if they were broken up as a lover right, of mine right, than right, right. as somebody who had his mom's lips like in right. my face on their right. torso. That's so, weird. Um, I want to hear about the fruit, too. I want to talk. We said we were going to talk about oh, the Oh, yeah, fruit. yeah. Because I want to hear what's going on. Okay, so last thing, guys, um, before we do MMM, so just get ready. You need to think about your makeout, marry, 
and murder of the people we've talked about today or in relevant in pop culture. Oh my gosh, I didn't know about this. I'm so excited. So this came up in um, one. It's so funny because I've seen this on TikTok quite a bit and I didn't really pay attention to it. Normally, I always take notes like this keeps being served to me, but it was a group chat. I'm on this really fun group chat with my bestie, Dina, and all of these guys here in L.A., Jason Hirshhorn. What's up? Greg Clayman, Jason Rapp, Rob Goldberg, all of them. And they're talking about the sour sop fruit. And then mm-hmm. Jason Rapp was like, Brooke, probably all over this. It's all over TikTok. And he's right. But I have haven't written about it. And then I went back to my TikTok and there are so many influencers all about this huge fruit that I've never heard of called soursop. And they, they show you cutting it, eating it, what you can make with it, all of these sort of how to soursop videos. And I didn't understand. What is it? I've heard of the fruit. It's supposed to have like many different flavors. For me though, with any fruit, it's a consistency thing. The mush thing does not work for me. I I don't want to use my fingers and it's dripping and it's mushy and like put it in my mouth. You know, that sounded very. (laughs) I get it though. I like it. It's sexy, but it's so funny. Uh, We'll we'll put a video in the show notes so you guys can see what soursop is. But if you guys are listening, tweet at uh, me at Brooke um, or Instagram at Brooke and at Nichelle and tell us what you think of soursop or send us videos of you with soursop. I'm not, I'm just going to admit, I don't really love a lot of fruit. So there we go. Okay. Before this goes into like 180 minutes. Yeah. Make out, marry, murder, which is my take on fuck, marry, kill, but I say fuck too much. It's very not ladylike of me, Nichelle. And my friend Cece has his, her son is literally charging me money every time I drop the F-bomb. So I can't afford to say Sterling's son does that to me too. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'll go first while you think about it. I'm definitely marrying Rihanna though. Okay. I'm making out with Rihanna. I am 100% making out with Rihanna. But then it's over. I don't care. I don't feel like I would be uh, equipped enough to be married to her. Like, I'm just so boring to her at the the end of the day that it would just be a life of disappointment for me and her. (laughs) Like, I think it would be a really, really, really fun makeout session. But I think ultimately it would be disappointing on a long term relationship. Right. Again, I say this and I'm, I'm doing a twofer. I did this last week. I'm not deviating and it may be boring, but I said I would marry Elon, but I marry Elon for a very different reason because it's not about sex. It's about the fact that I think he's very entertaining. I think that uh, people who get married, who are married for long periods of time end up like not like being in the same place together for a lot, a lot. I'm not generalizing all marriages, but a lot. They, they stop really talking to each other. And, um, Elon just didn't even remember meeting me after spending a week with me and on a holiday with a group of friends. So he would be the perfect husband. Cause like, he doesn't even remember he's married. <laughs> <to him. laughs> And I would love to get like all of the tech stuff ahead of time. I would love now that he's not going to be a board member of Twitter. Maybe he'll do a hostile takeover. That'll be awesome. And I would murder, honestly, Kanye, which is connected to just to give Kim and Pete some peace. Let them live their freak on. And I don't approve. I don't approve of Pete's communications with Kanye when he texted the I'm in bed with your wife, bitch, whatever. I know. I know. He just needed he was he, he had held it in for a long time. He held it in. He held and it I in. And I think that that's why. Okay, so here we go. I would make out with Pete Davidson to try to understand why he has hypnotized 
so many. Everyone. <laughs> right. Just to solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. I would marry mm-hmm. Rihanna because you don't have sex in a marriage anyway. Right. So like it would just be us trying yeah. to vibe forever. And like we vibe. So I think that that would be good. Murder. Maybe the fruit. Maybe the soursop. I would either mur- murder the soursop or, you know, Will has just really upset me. Yeah. Murder and Will. It's not literal murder. No. I think it would have to be Will right now. I'm just so blown by the whole sitch. So I think I would have to go with that. All right, my darling. Well, this has been incredible. I thank you guys. I thank you, Dichelle. I thank you, David. And I thank you guys for listening. And that's a wrap. Culture.